Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, President Trump has paid very little in federal income taxes over the past decade or so. Now, I've got a lot to say about this. But it's not probably what you think. What do you? What, what? What's your reaction to that story, Binkley? My initial reaction was that the headlines weren't Trump committed a crime. They weren't focused on the illegal criminal activity, which tells me that there's likely nothing to the story because they're not leading with any hardcore accusations. And everything is all innuendo, suggestive, trying to get people to find something in it, in and of themselves, and exploiting people's ignorance of tax law. Hmm, very interesting. Well, this is, there are a couple of things there I've got for you, which is, I've said this for the longest time. Can I say one more, one more thought first? Before? Yes, I would love to. Trump won't release his taxes, and now the New York Times won't release his taxes. Oh, d- is it just a story? Yeah, it's just a story. They won't... NPR was like, we have not been able to independently confirm it. They kind of slipped that in. So the New York Times has them, but they haven't released them either, which tells me that if you actually release them, they're going to tell a completely different story. That's funny because I did try to click through it, but there's a paywall in New York Times after you've looked at a couple of emails, uh, articles, so I couldn't see it. But actually what they said seemed totally consistent to me of what I expected. But not what I was about to say. I don't think this is a case of that. But I do like to tell people income tax in any form is regressive. If you define the rich as the idle rich, that means that they are earning, they're living off of money they are not earning in real time. And income tax is only for money you are earning in real time. So any billionaire would pay no income tax. And that's why I hate it so much. It's the income tax is the way you take the middle and the upper middle and you finance the lower to be below subsistence level labor for corporations, or in any case, just to keep the middle and the upper middle at subsistence level by guilting them into paying for people who aren't. It's a really messed up system that I'm beginning to see even more clearly as time goes on. Yeah, and Trump bragged about his ability to use the loopholes that exist to pay little taxes back in 2016 during a debate. That, I think, is a cover-up. And that's what I really think is going on, is that when I, after the book Trump Nation by Tim O'Brien, where Tim O'Brien said he acts like he's rich, that's his shtick, and he's not as rich as that, Trump sued him and then later inexplicably inexplicably dropped the case. So that felt like a vindication for Tim O'Brien. And the idea behind it for me has always been, he's a Kardashian. He's not Mark Cuban. Everything he's ever made was through casino deals or his father made government projects. I mean, these are things that are protected industries from the government, you get outsized profit from that stuff because people, it's not just cutthroat doggy dog, not everybody can compete. So he's been in these businesses and still goes bankrupt time and time again. Then his big, his only two real sources of wealth, as far as I can see, was that he did The Apprentice for like 14 seasons under, in the beginning it was under Jeff Zucker. And that not only gave him, even in the early days, up to a million bucks an episode, 
It also gave him all sorts of credibility to sell branded stuff, to sell his books. Think about that. So when that first started, his income, his whatever earnings for what for the 2004 were 60 million. In 2005, there were 150 million just for starting The Apprentice. So there's all that, which is totally like uh, smoke and mirrors kind of stuff, image stuff, branding stuff. That's not CEO stuff. That's a guy whose image is being created. And then the other thing that I think has really gotten him some serious wealth is that DC post office, which he's trying to sell for $500 million. That or it's hundreds of millions of dollars worth of profit, which I think catapulted him into the truly rich sphere. But I think he didn't make that much money because he didn't pay that much taxes because he's not that rich. Yeah, I think this is leading to them saying, well, what they're trying to imply that he has a major debt coming in that he's going to have to pay off and he can't afford to pay off. Therefore, Russia. That's what Tim O'Brien tweeted. Tim O'Brien. So I was like, oh, oh I wonder he? what. Yeah, I wonder what this guy who wrote that book is saying, because my natural inclination would be he's not a rich guy who's not paying taxes. He's not a rich guy. And he immediately said, oh, this makes Trump a national security threat. So I tweeted to Tim O'Brien. I never tweets people at all who's got like a blue check mark or whatever, ever, 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 ever. But I just on impulse tweeted to him, well, you should dig into this D.C. post office because he's got so much money in that he would just have to sell that. And then that would be that. But how did he get it? It was very controversial. He was not the best candidate for that. I know or I have found Diane Feinstein's husband at the end of that, you know, rabbit hole, whatever, yeah. the bottom of that rabbit hole. So I, if Tim O'Brien knows that, he'll be mad at me because I'm sure. What was her husband's connection to it again? You had told her, us before. Her husband was on the board of the real estate firm that had the contract to divest or to put out these 99-year leases for, for post offices. It was a way to raise money for the government. And... Just as a rule, that kind of stuff goes to the not the highest bidder, but the best buddy of the people who make those decisions, which is why they're windfalls. So the person, the entity that lost the bid against Trump turned around and sued and said, on no metric is this guy better qualified to run this thing than we are. He, You should not have given that. And they had to duke it out, but he got it and he has it and he's selling it. So that could take care of that. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. All right. I also There's think, also, yeah, okay. I also think that tomorrow. putting this in the news to put it into the debate tomorrow and make it a subject of that. A few things that I am looking forward to uh, about the debate that I'm wondering uh, about what's going to happen. Let me tell you how it's going to work first is it's going to be a socially distanced debate and there's going to be some crowd members there. I think about 60 to 80 people, they said, and the candidates will not be wearing masks 
on stage. They will be removing masks upon stage. So this is what I'm curious about when it comes to the mask. Will the audience who are expected to be wearing masks, will they be wearing the black mask of Biden? Will every audience member be wearing the same black mask? And when the candidates enter, because that little wrinkle of they won't be wearing masks on the stage is what stuck out to me, which makes me think that when they're approaching the stage, walking through the aisles or however they come in, that they're going to have the mask on, or maybe one of them will have the mask on. I want to know if Biden's going to walk out with that black mask on and do a big demonstration when he gets to the podium, showing solidarity with the audience, taking the mask off, and if Trump is going to walk out with like a mask dangling from his ear, showing the white face of Trump. I hope <laughs> so. Trump I hope that that happens. Mask? Does Trump wear a white mask? He's worn, he, he's worn a mask. Yeah, no, he has. He's, I've seen him wear a couple of different masks. Did you ever see him wear the black mask of Biden? I don't think I've seen him wear that exact style of mask. I think he might have worn a black mask once, but not that style. It's a very specific style that Biden wears. And the debate very is going to be... fitting. Do what? Yeah, it's very form-fitting. Form it's, fitting. Really, it's like the Speedo of masks. Yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> a Speedo. Where's a Speedo in the space? That'll be great. Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Oh, is that the... Uh, this is Brad in a Speedo. I have a little rubber Brad in a Speedo. Monica's I'll show it the me, next uh, DPP. A little, a little Brad in a Speedo right now through our, our face cam. I'll show it in the next DPP. We'll have to tweet that out at some point. CNN is upset that Chris Wallace is not going to be fact-checking Trump live. Because as Brian Stelter says, when you have two candidates and one of the candidates lies every single day, you need the moderator to fact-check. So I expect the next <laughs> debate to have a live moderator fact checker. And I even kind of anticipate CNN to have like a little scrolling fact checking bar. Maybe they'll even intervene say, and stop themselves and fact check live. No, I totally have this vision. You know how they have the sign language chick? Yeah. They need to have the lie checker chick. So like when somebody lies, right. she has to just like put her hands up or jump up and down or like wave her hands like or yeah. hold up a sign. That's a lie. Hold That's a false. lie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or like the girls in the, you know, who come out when there's a boxing match and just like she can hold up the lie. It'd be like one of his wrestling girls. Probably will be something like that on CNN <laughs> going on and MSNBC as well. And so I just no, don't... no deep fake, huh? No deep fake. Maybe. It's going to be harder to deep fake it if they're not wearing the masks. Yeah. I, I want to hear the audience questions through the mask if that's going to be hard to hear. Or maybe, maybe it's just a voiceover. We don't even know who the person is actually maybe speaking. Maybe they've submitted them in writing. Are we going to... Are you? It's late. It's 7.30 Pacific. It's 10.30 Eastern. Did you notice that? Tomorrow no, night, I didn't realize Thursday, that. Thursday. Should we tweet it in real time? That means we have to watch it in real time. Yeah. Which is just takes too long. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. I guess we got to watch it. Yeah. I'll tweet it at Monica Perez show. I'm pretty good at the live tweet. I got to tell you. I just wonder what the explosive angle is going to be because it's not, doesn't have that, doesn't have that anticipation feel like the Hillary Trump debates had four years ago. I just don't see Biden being as, he's not as irritating and angering as Hillary was. So there needs to be that angle that irritates people and makes people angry. And it'll be there. I'm just not sure what it's going to be yet. Okay, so there's something interesting that I noticed over the weekend. You remember the story last week, everybody was all up in arms saying, Trump refused to say that there was going to be a peaceful transfer of power and everybody's going crazy. What interested me about that story was the question that was asked. And the journalist that asked the question was the Playboy reporter Brian Kareem 
And you might recall, he was in some controversy a few years back. He's always, whenever he is in the news, it's because of some controversial conflict he has with the president after asking a controversial question. And the way he asked the question was, he said, win, lose, or draw in this election, will you commit today for a peaceful transfer of power after the election? The win, lose, or draw thing is, is what seemed a bit strange. Makes you maybe think he flubbed his words or he didn't mean to throw it in there. But then I saw him on Brian Stelter's show, Reliable Sources, most unreliable source on television, yesterday, and he was asked about that question, and he repeated the question very deliberately. He said, the American public just needs to know when lose or draw he made it very clear that that was how he phrased the question very specifically and very intentionally which put in my mind and probably some other people's minds as well well what happens if there's a draw what or what happens if there is no winner and so i did a little uh, reading and it would be a contingent election and in the united states a contingent election it's a procedure used when the presidential election when the in the event that there's no candidate that wins an absolute majority of the votes in the Electoral College. And, oh, really? Yeah. And the constitutional mechanism for electing the president and the vice president of the United States it is used here. A contingent election is that method. And the way it works is the president is decided by a vote in the United States House of Representatives. And the contingent election for the vice president <laughs> is decided by a vote of the United States Senate. Now, in the past three times what? this has happened, which is a long time ago, it was the current congress that did it but a new one because of the i believe it's the 12th amendment that this this falls under or the, the 20th amendment the 12th the amendment is old is original yeah pursuant to the 12th amendment the house of representatives is required to go into session immediately after counting the electoral vote votes to vote for the president if no candidate for office receives the majority but it'll be the incoming house be the incoming house the incoming senate Congress and Senate. Why? That makes no sense at all. How is that possible? They're not the even sworn Amendment in yet. The 20th changed it so that the congressional terms now end and begin before the president and the vice presidential terms do. So the 20th Amendment is what made that the thing. Mm -hmm. And the way that the Congress decides it's different, or the way the House decides <laughs> it is different than the Senate. The House has each state delegation votes as a block with the state having a single vote. And oh, so it, that's really like the Electoral College. If they're split, then it's like they don't get counted. Oh, wait, no, sorry. The state has the... A state has one vote, so there's 50 yes. votes? Yes, that's what it seems to be. Wait. Wow. A can, yes, that's exactly right. A candidate, is, a candidate is required to receive the absolute majority of the state delegation votes, which is wow, 26 that is in order so interesting. They're going to change that. President. Because... They're going away from states' rights. So the Senate has two senators per state, which they say is not representative of the real population. There are definitely people trying to get that changed to where it's a popular number, like the you know ratio of the or whatever one candidate for every X number of people. Uh, wow. So, but right, if let me Congress, tell you the rest of how it, it works. would be, but then it would be Biden, Pence would well, be the answer. Hold on, let me tell you the rest of it. Oh, okay, okay. As Sorry. a consequence of the state delegation voting method, the party that holds the majority in the House could still lose the contingent election if minority party holds the majority of state delegations. For the vice president, pursuant to the 12th Amendment, the Senate is required to go into session immediately after the counting of the electoral votes to vote for the VP. And unlike the House, the senators cast votes individually. That's how it's different. Because the Senate votes independently from the House during the contingent election, the House's presidential selection and the Senate's vice presidential selection could be from opposing parties. A dream scenario for the people who want to divide and conquer 
And I don't know how I don't know how the House is going to turn out, how the Senate's going to turn out. A dream scenario, and it would seem it would be Pence Biden at first glance. But what if it's Kamala Trump? What would that do for the divide in Congress? Just she spends a, a whole election talking about how racist and bigoted he is, and then I suddenly she's would, his VP. <clears throat> I think they would have an affair. That would be a great, great scandal score. They would be having. They would be hate effing. No, I don't think there's any real hate. I don't think these people are even on different sides. She does like older white Caucasian men um, who are wealthy. Well, kind of wealthy. Who knows? I think she just likes whatever. That's whatever something to works look out for. for. Yeah. All I right. Think well, let's. This was put it. into the public consciousness for a reason. It'll come up more. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say, I, the more I think about. Like people keep asking me, well, who would you vote for? When would it be better? And of course, I always vote for Ron Paul. They suppress the fact that he won the Iowa caucus or whatever. What, what, what was the first? What's the first primary? I think it's the Iowa, Iowa caucus. I think. He won that. And they didn't come out with that information until June of 2012, I'm thinking of. And uh, that would have changed everything, in my opinion. But, you know. They would have figured another way to screw us. But I, I don't know if you saw how he, uh, it looks like he had a stroke or a mini stroke. I did hear it. I didn't see during it. During his live I stream. I wasn't going very... to watch it, but I figured, you know, everybody lies about stuff. Mainstream media doesn't report things properly. So I just wanted to verify that they weren't just trying to make it, you know, look like he was weak. But I'm really worried about him. And I, there isn't a lot of information coming out. It was heartbreaking to listen to it. I didn't see it. I didn't want to see it after listening yeah. to it. Yeah. I had Where heard, did you hear it? Yeah. I just heard it. I think it on, I think I was listening to InfoWars. I think Alex Jones played it. Yeah, uh, that's where I heard it. Well, Jim, a patron, messaged me immediately and also wants to use his shout out to Ron Paul's speedy recovery. That's great. Yeah. And somebody else, uh, Sean, also wants to use a shout out for somebody in need. I don't know if you heard about this. Stand with Sophie. She's a girl from Waco. The dad put, he, they're in a custody battle. And the dad put this video out of her just like screaming her head off when the mom tried to take her, you know, to her house saying, I think she was saying that they, that there were people who sexually abused her there. Whatever. She's got to go fund me. The video I watched that Sean asked me to watch is gone. So I really don't know what's going on, but there's a hashtag stand with Sophie and they are investigating it. But I think it's something that the world needs to stay aware of. This girl should get the help she needs. But yeah, we got to keep these people in. I guess that in her case, actively, maybe she needs to be rescued. But Ron Paul, I'm just worried about and I'm afraid we'll lose him as a resource. And I hope whatever that he's totally 100 percent fine, but I'm worried about him. The thing about him having it during the, if the, if that's what it was, if it was yeah, a stroke. Yeah, it looked like a stroke and a, or a mini stroke. Then and they, they say it was a mini stroke. One of the most dangerous things about a stroke is when they don't catch it right away. I think they, they you see, he, he texts from the hospital, a big smile. His entire face looks completely normal, even though when he had the stroke, yeah. one of his sides of his face went down. So yeah. I, it looks like they got to him in time. And in real time, the guy was like, Dr. Paul, you know, that's, this yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because he was live, that enabled them yes, to get yes. him to where he needed to be, like right yep. away, which is it's when you're by yourself 
And that Especially happens. in the COVID times. Yeah. A lot of people are by themselves. Yeah. Who would not otherwise be. So I wish him well as well. Yes. I mean, we love him. And even, you know, I don't know. I can't seem, I, I try to find fault with him, but I really can't. Because I try to find, you know, I try to poke holes in everything because I don't want to be a sucker. Not because I don't appreciate the good limited hangout. Yeah. Because they give a lot of information. But I really can't. I mean, he just seems what you see is what you get. Yeah. Can I tell you about a GoFundMe scam that popped up in the news today? I was thinking you, whenever I hear GoFundMe, like even with this girl or whatever, I always think of you. Like, I wonder if that's the real account for this right. person. Right. Of course, there's going to be legitimate GoFundMe's. There's going to be ones that are scammed. Whenever there's something useful and beneficial, it always gets co-opted and used by the, the con artists, the scam artists. That's how they, they play on people's good nature and people's, you know, they want to help people. So the good comes with the bad there. That's why you just have to be vigilant and, you know, uh, analyzing what you're donating to and stuff. And this one, I love this story because I, I've been on top of this from the beginning, especially with this movement is it's the black lives matter activist in atlanta who in 2016 was declared the new face of black lives matter in the atlanta area and he got busted for a gofundme scam for for taking funds he's facing federal wire fraud charges and money laundering charges after authorities said he spent more than 200,000 in donations intended for the black lives matter movement his name is i lost my place sorry while you're looking for that i will say that they validated him Mm -hmm. and that's all that people need is just to say oh it looks like the real guy whatever but they don't really vet stuff like i noticed i was investigating the brianna taylor thing because somebody a patron messaged us saying you guys are getting it wrong on brianna taylor and i i mean it was right on the heels it was before he heard us talking that day i think it was thursday about how it, there has to be ambiguity in the case because the Anthony McLean case, the Pasadena case, which I just found out today, he was shot twice in the back. The family says he did not have a gun, that his prints were not on the gun, all this kind of stuff. Everything I suspected about that crazy, unambiguous cop shot him in the back running away, that all continues to support my theory that they only emphasize the cases that will be are ambiguous and that makes me i mean when you read the brianna taylor thing and just what i mean that the facts are absolutely buried or misrepresented or spun you realize i mean never is it more glaring that journalism i mean they don't talk about anthony mclean and they talk about brianna taylor as if it were as clean cut as the anthony mclean story right that's just journalism these days it's pure propaganda yeah the name of this Black Lives Matter activist is Sir Mayor Page, M-A-E-J-O-R Page. And authorities said that he used the donations for from the social justice movement to buy $1,000 tailored suits, guns, a, a home from Ohio. And he would appear in videos on his Instagram showing off his new suits and stuff. And he also ran a Facebook page called Black Lives Matter of Greater Atlanta, which solicited money through a GoFundMe account, according to the FBI. The group's balance, it exceeded their request on the George Floyd death. They used a George Floyd death and they made tons of money, far in excess of what they were originally demanding. And the money just kind of disappeared and never went to any social justice causes. None Is of that them. illegal? Do what? Is that illegal? Apparently, it's fraud, apparently. But I mean, who knows exactly? I think you could, 
I have absolutely no idea. I'm just wondering if you could phrase stuff like that in such a way that it doesn't really call it the George Floyd fund for my Ohio house, you know, like, and just raise money. If you, if you worded it just right, I wonder, I met, cause those people, can you deduct that from taxes? Do Investigators like, said yeah. that Paige responded to messages in the GoFundMe assuring donors that their money would be used to fight for George right. Floyd and that all the funds were movement related expenses, which they okay, were not. Because, because, I assume it, he didn't get whatever it is, 12C status or whatever they call it, where it's tax deductible. In that case, then they have a tax issue against the guy. But if he's just telling people who are too stupid to investigate that he's using their money and not really telling them what for, it would have to be more to it than that. And GoFundMe has taken action to ensure that you can no longer start a GoFundMe page for the Black Lives Matter of Greater Atlanta. So you, so even if you're legitimate now, you can't start one because of this guy because he right. ruined it for everybody. Yeah, now, of course. This, this is what these con and they all there's tons of con artists to do this. It's maddening. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products. They developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. Hunter Biden is in the news because the Senate committee or whatever came up with an investigation and a report on their investigation. And there was some screwy stuff in there, such as he got a three and a half million dollars worth of money transfers from a woman who was the wife had been the wife of the mayor of Moscow, a plastics oligarch, basically, who got government contracts as a the wife of someone in government. And she sent Hunter three and a half million dollars. And then there was other stuff where another company, nine of 11 transfers that she made to this U.S. company traveled through Rosemont Seneca, which is his company, the company that he had with Carrie Sun. Whitey Bulger and that Devin Archer, who was let off the hook by Ronnie Abrams, the judge who was married to the number two guy on the Mueller investigation. But here's the thing that people act like they they even Newt Gingrich, who's got Peter Schweitzer, who I think started this whole thing on his show this week. He's got some podcasts, whatever. But Peter Schweitzer wrote a book that talked about the Bidens in Ukraine and, and China and how much money their deals were worth for virtually Nothing but what appeared to be political prominence or favoritism or whatever. And the way that, that everybody, including Newt, talks about this is like, we don't know if Joe Biden knew about it, but he should have. And they were exploiting his name or whatever. And it's like this mayor's wife in Moscow, whatever. You look at these people, although I think she's a widow. When you see people who are married to politicians and the money they're getting is somehow related to the politics. I think the assumption, the presumption should be in your mind that the other guy is a face job, is a beard. It's not Hunter Biden's a cokehead moron, right? I mean, reprobate, let's say. I don't know if he's a moron, but 
these guys are the Jim Biden and Hunter Biden did that huge scam with that Peter Sanford guy or whatever his name is, Sanford in Connecticut. These guys are knee deep in scams and uh, questionable deals that they're not qualified to be in to the tune of quite possibly over a billion dollars. And I don't think it's like, oh, Joe knew nothing about it. I think these guys make it possible for Joe not to have his name on it. I think Joe acts like Vinny the Chin. He acts like he's dumb. And I believe that this whole thing is about getting him off the hook, which you know. But this Hunter Biden stuff is coming out. I always said his salary on Burisma was nothing compared to the IMF money, to to the investments in China, to the relationships where big money changes hands. Yeah, and... Because he's currently, you believe he's acting. Some believe he is suffering from cognitive decline, perhaps dementia, perhaps strokes. With him presenting himself that way, if he loses the election, nobody's going to want to go after him, even if evidence is going to be like, oh, he's a doddering old man who can't even remember anything anymore. And of course, it looks like a retaliatory Trump witch hunt. Yep. Which is absolutely crazy since the Trump Zelensky call was was milder, but clearly looked to me like a reflection of the Biden Poroshenko call, which predates it. It's not it's not like, oh, they're just saying that because we went after his phone call. So now they're being picky about Biden's phone. like Biden's phone call was first and it was worse. So it's not being picky. It's not going after. It's like, what the hell? Why didn't anybody care about that the first time? So there's all that, and I had an insight. So you can, if you've got anything else about Biden or whatever, but I had kind of a big picture insight I think people should hear because I'm a little worried about, they're talking about food, a food crisis coming this time around, stockpiling for winter, it's cold season, it's flu season, those things are going to happen, it's going to cause panic. So I was thinking about it, I heard an ad for I forget what it was, but it was like stockpiling food. We'll deliver a month's worth of food. I kind of want to do that. I'm going to see if they if we give us an ad. Although we are going commercial free on October 1st, so anybody who wants to become a patron, they will now get 45 minutes. So that's, that's Wednesday, right? I think it's Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Okay. So anyway, I I want I want these guys to sponsor us. But in any case, I want a, like a big box of food because I'm a little worried. And they and the guy said in the ad, he was like, what if your only choices are to starve to death or count on the government giving you food? And then I was like, oh, crap. I'm definitely going to starve to death because I thought, well, you just need to be in the government's good graces if you want your UBI or you want your digi dollars or you want whatever. But now what if you really can't get food? And it occurred to me that the way they're wiping out all small businesses and the only people left standing, the only companies worth sta- left standing are the ones who are going to get federal money. And what are they going to do to get that? They're going to have to br- jump through hoops of a political or social engineering nature. Now that they've gotten everybody, they've wiped out their businesses, they've wiped out their savings, they've wiped out their jobs. People are actually not even going to be able to eat. Not, it, it, okay, maybe you don't get your UBI, but if you have to rely on on the government uh giving you you know a valid passport or whatever for you to be able to stand in the food line then you're in the same boat you've got to get in line i mean this this thing is getting scary i can't wait to do our great reset thing 
Yeah, it's that's going to be our next stuff. Rockfin video, right? Yeah. And what is our last one? Is up? Is our the last one is up? Yeah, it's uh, information warfare. How they work? How we from the horses' mouths themselves? A cybercon panel where they're talking about tripwires. They're talking about how to manipulate the American public. A lot of interesting things. The thing well, that really struck me about that that I didn't catch like in previous conversations about this stuff is how they talk about a whole of government solution. Yeah. And that would account for everything we're seeing on the COVID lockstep stuff. Yep. Across government, across state, local, federal, up and down, branches, localities. It's whole the of great government. Great reset. Whole of government type stuff because that enables the uniform control of everything without it being whole of government. Our democracy gets in the way and the Russia and China don't have that burden of democracy like we do. This is the kind of the what they were saying in that panel. I think the solution for the West, dare I tease it? Go for it, yeah. <laughs> That's bad. I'm not going to do that. The, the solution for the West is going to be the way Russia and China have totalitarianism. Our solution, I think, might be big philanthropy so that it's, mm. not, it's not forced. It's as if we just volunteer for it acquiesce to it but it's going to be klaus schwab and the gates gang i can see that that is big philanthropy has been a way to con I mean, that was in lockstep that's what they said in the lockstep document is that as nation states break down and information dries up we are going to have to to band together as philanthrop philanthropic organizations and basically run the world yeah well in the Patreon 15, I'm going to tell you about some more false positives and my experience in a sports bar with mask and gloves. I can give you a little backstory on Briona. I can give you some Coney Barrett stuff. And what's up with Poison? The band? <laughs> Maybe. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. And we will talk to you guys in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs>